The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. And welcome to a brand new episode of Eat Sleep List, your home for list making right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and today I am, uh, oh, this is the first time, it's the first time in a little while that I've been without my good old partner, Daniel Torres. He is, uh, uh, as of recording day, he's still out enjoying his honeymoon. He should be coming back tomorrow. Tuesday, I think that's what he said. So I actually, it hasn't been that long since I've been out without Dan. I said that episode of Brian a couple months ago. Anyways, regardless, um, I went, uh, I don't want to call it the bottom of the barrel, but I went back to our records. <laughs> <laughs> I went back a very, very mm-hmm. long time. Um, and uh, to a guy who we actually haven't had on the show and, and he counted it in almost a year already. And it's, insane that it's been that it might have been last september i i can't recall um and a very good friend unfortunately i haven't had the opportunity to record with him in a long time or i don't get to chat with him as much uh because we're not bouncing ideas off of each other for a for a facebook page but uh everybody please welcome back uh my good friend the one of the hosts of the retroactive sports podcast one of the hosts of the nostalgia funhouse um you have a youtube channel which is basically the nostalgia funhouse yep on youtube is and that- i do it retroactive as well yep retroactive sports podcasts um that's, that's also a youtube channel that okay. been- oh that's oh you got it on youtube as well yeah yeah i i started it and then the kids got out of school and i gotcha gets loud i'm sure i'm sure um but everybody please welcome back to the show mr andrew lentz uh Andrew, how are you, my friend? It is good to talk to you. It is good to see you. Yeah, it's been a long, long time other than just a little, like you said, a little just, you know, check out this. Hey, look at this type deal. But other than that, I mean, we haven't really talked. No, and it's crazy because there was a point for like four years, three, four years, where it was like every single day. (laughs) It's super weird. But um, but yeah, that was the end of, you know, the, the two point, you know. The, the two point run where I just had to get out. I had to get out. I was killing mm-hmm. me on the inside, um, inside and outside, just super stressful. And uh, it's a good lesson for everybody to um, love your art and not become obsessed with it because that's yeah. what happened with me. And I was the worst version of myself when I was like, okay, I've had, I've had oh. pretty much enough of this. Yeah. You can get a little, a little testy. Who me? Yeah. Yeah, it was some bad times. 
Why is it this? Did you put this up? I know. Got to give me a minute, Matt. Give me a minute. I know. I know. It was not, I don't look back fondly on those times. <laughs> um, That's for sure. But it was uh, fun. It was fun. It was fun. It was, it was fun. fun. And, and I'm glad, I, like, again, I'm, I'm glad we did it. We, we gave it our all. And I, I think we did. I would like to believe that we did. Uh, we gave it our all and I have, I have no regrets, you know, looking back on it, you know, there's not like one thing where I'm like, Oh, I wish I would have, we would have did this differently. No, we grinded our asses off. We, we daily content, daily episodes, daily Facebook, multiple times, daily Facebook posts. And, uh, I have zero regrets, but, um, we are not talking football today. All right. So today's subject matter i'm actually very surprised that we have not done this topic yet actually when i but and then i thought a little bit about it and i was like oh it kind of makes sense because when i first started eat sleep list andrew was a frequent guest for you know this has got to be your sixth or at least sixth or seventh appearance on the show um but early on my thing was okay i need to get away from pop culture stuff need to get away from pop culture um, it's just, that's uh, everything we talked about with retro, what I did with retro pop and, um, and, and panel discussion. I just, in, in other stuff, uh, in other stuff, I was like, I got to get away from, uh, pop culture. So, uh, but I am very surprised that this one slipped through the cracks. I even double triple checked today. And, uh, we've, I, I've never done a cartoon episode myself and Dan have never done a cartoon episode, uh, me and Andrew have never done a cartoon episode. So today um, we are doing cartoons, uh, whether it be uh, adults, you know, from your childhood, whatever it may be. Uh, cartoons is uh, is the name of the game for today's top 10 list. And Andrew, of course, picked this one out um, way, way better of an idea than the top 10 Reba episodes. So uh, <laughs> so. Well, that was a suggestion. Johnny, I was talking to Johnny about it. And I said, Matt, Matt told me to come up with the topic. I was like, I'm not quite sure. He said, don't pick video games. So all that's running through my mind is video games. And of course, Johnny being Johnny said, how about the top 10 Reba episodes or top 10 favorite barbecue places? (laughs) (laughs) Because we know how you feel about barbecue. Yes, yes. Yes, if <laughs> we're not gonna go there, I'm not getting canceled. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Andrew decided top ten cartoons. What? What? I mean, what you you enjoy? You th- I know you thoroughly enjoy. Uh, car- I know you thoroughly enjoy cartoons yes. quite a bit. What was there? Some, um, was there a specific reason for for the for this choice over other things? Uh. I think this one was probably the easy, easiest one to come up with. Wasn't video games. Still something pop culture related, even though I know you try to get away from that sometimes, but, and then going through like the list, I was like, he's never done anything with cartoons. And as you know, you bring it up a lot with Johnny and I, and even you lived through like the Fox kids age cartoons yes. were huge growing up. Yes. I mean, they were, they were everywhere. Everybody. Everybody watched them. It was a Saturday morning thing. Uh, thinking about the turtles being on Pluto TV, the original turtles, and then Mutant Mayhem coming out, and 
you know, I, I watch a lot of stuff on Tubi TV where I can watch old GI Joe transformers. So it's just, I think, you know, they got the movies that made us the, the toys that made us cartoons can make somebody too. Even if there is not a toy line or anything like that, it, they can speak to you. There can be relatable characters. Yeah. And the then many, many, very interests out there. Yes. No, absolutely. Uh, I mean, animation is still a big deal now. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know if it's the same. I don't know if it's the same. Like, I feel like everything's just like, like geared towards adults or like teen, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like there's like, this an older style of cartoon where, and granted, I know there's, there's stuff like, uh, you know, there, there's kid related cartoons and such, but I just, I don't see it like I used to. I, I, I don't feel like there's a lot of like, it's, it's weird. It's like, it's like, it reminds me of like Legos and how they used to be like kind of advertised for kids, but now they're like legit geared towards adults because adults are the only people paying for them and, and adults are the only ones who are they're buying them and they set them up and and they they put them out like you know what i mean like it, it i just feel like cartoon uh the age the target age audience i feel like it's changed just considerably i think toys in the same aspect too toys is a great as a great example yeah uh you know when i listen to the panel discussion and talk about will saying okay this company's coming out with this and it's going to be this much. And I'm thinking to myself, is that really geared towards a kid or is that geared towards some guy like me? Right. That's an, or, or any of us that are like nostalgia freaks. And we're like, Hey, we want that. And we're just going to put it in the corner of our office or in the, in a room somewhere and be like, don't touch it. Right. <laughs> so that's where I feel like a lot of this stuff is just toy companies. Cartoons are geared towards more of adults they try and get the kids involved and i think a lot of times the best thing to do is to speak to both yes make it fun for the kid to play but also where the you know your father uncle whatever babysitter whatever you are mother whatever if you're with a child and you're an adult that you can go down and you can get on the floor and you can play with the child too with that toy agreed one thing that I think a lot of toy companies and stuff are missing. I I completely agree. I always think about that. Uh, uh, I think it's like an SNL skit where they did the Star Wars toys. Oh, yeah. And they're, 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 you leave it in the box and play with it like this. And it's like, it's just, it's just so, just so goofy, just so goofy. But that's, that's kind of where culture is. So, um, but without further ado, we are going to do our top 10. Remember, these are our favorite cartoons. These aren't the t- the de facto top 10 goat cartoons list. Uh, both myself and Andrew have very different tastes. We grew up in different eras, uh, but that is what we're going to do. So, Andrew, ready to uh, make your ready to make a list? Yes. All right, let's do it, my man. You start off with your number 10 favorite cartoon. Batman, the a- animated series. It's a classic. It's a classic. Uh, stories are great. Still holds up today as we talk about child to adult. I think you could watch it with either one or, you know, watch it with, with a child. Uh, just, it was one of those cartoons that even when I got older and it was still on, I remember being grounded and we were like, how are we going to watch Batman? And my brother secretly 
taping it one time just so we could watch Batman, the animated series, because that's how much it meant to us. I yeah. think a lot of people say X-Men was better, but I still hold Batman a little bit higher than than the X-Men series when it comes to Fox Kids. I think it's probably the greatest cartoon uh, or comic book cartoon of that time. It's up there. I mean, I, I, I definitely understand why it would be in a top 10. It just misses mine. It just misses my list. Like if we did a top 20, like me and Andrew talked about um, potentially doing, um, you know, it, it, it would have easily made it. I loved I loved it growing up. I loved it. It's a little hard to watch now. I think the pacing's a little slow, mm-hmm. um, which is weird because you think you'd I'd appreciate the pacing as an adult yeah. versus uh, when I was a kid. Um, a lot of dialogue, I feel with those, with those, and that that's what hurt it for me. And, but I love, I mean, it's still, it's a, it's an iconic one, um, that, that I, a lot of kids grew up with, and you were a little bit older too, when you seen it, what, seven, eight years old when it came out, maybe a little bit. No, I think I was older than that. Oh, really? Even older. The animated. Cause you were born in what? 84, 83, 82. Oh man. I was like. 10 when this when i came when i came out yeah it's cool though 92 okay so but it's cool though that appeal it appealed to you at that age um and it was it was that good it it was it was that good so i completely understand well if you listen to the podcast (laughs) i was pretty much allowed to watch whatever i wanted so even at like this age i was watching things like i believe the max was out i don't know if you've ever seen that i don't think so uh it's another comic book it was more of an adult one like okay on mtv uh i think it was a dark horse comic when dark horse was huge and all the independent guys were getting big yeah i used to watch stuff like that and i think that's what appealed to like batman is it wasn't it wasn't superpowers it wasn't like superpowers like oh no the joker got batman yeah back at the hall of doom it was like Batman was a detective, not right. just getting captured by the Joker or scooting around with Scooby Doo and the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. was this was a different Batman. It took a uh, yeah, it took a lot of influence in the Tim Burton um, Batman. That's for sure. The whole atmosphere, the animation style is really cool. I, yes. I do love the animation style. That's that's for sure. Um, so that's a great choice, my man. That is a great choice to kick it off. I have a lot of action. I had a lot of action figures growing up from that specific series. I still have a couple in boxes at the studio from gifted from, uh, one of my co-hosts will, uh, which are really cool. And that's Raz al Ghul. And I think a Riddler one too, maybe I don't, I can't recall, but, um, yeah, it's a lot of good stuff. So great choice for number 10, great choice for number 10. All right, my number 10, I am going to go. I'm going to get, oh boy, this is tough. This is tough. This is tough. I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to put Digimon here at number 10. Oh, Digimon. I yeah. think that would probably have been in the top 20. It's a good one, man. I, it's a lot of fun. I, it was, uh, you know, back in the Pokemon, uh, you know, Pokemon craze, we got Digimon came out of kind of left field, just out of nowhere. And started just being really like attractive, and it, there was just so much. It's such a big influx of Japanese anime 
at that time, the late nineties period. I like that the, the, the Digimon could talk and they'd have conversations. I liked the Digi evolutions that they would have. Um, some of them were really, really cool. Like Agumon to Greymon to War Greymon or no, it was Metal Greymon, then War Greymon. Yeah. And they could do all this. Like, I still remember some of these. I still go and watch it because it was like the moments in that show. I watched the first two seasons. Well, I don't know if it was the first two seasons. I can't remember how long the first one was, but that whole first group and then the second group when they had the eggs um, yeah. and they had the eggs. And then after that, I lost, I lost, I, it lost steam. But, um, but I remember just, I used to, I, I still watch on YouTube. I'll go in and they have like the, mo- like those moments where they're like, okay, go Digivolve or, and it, and it's like the, the, the theme songs playing, which is a great theme song and they're doing their transformations and stuff. And it's, it reminded me, it was like what, the, when the power Rangers morphed every episode, like you looked forward to them changing and, and, and such. And there was just, a, there was a lot of cool creatures that came with cards. All right. Yeah. The, the card game, which didn't catch on nearly as big as Pokemon, but the cards looked cooler. I think um, video games and came with, I know this is all just, this all just helps the source material. Yeah. But I I worship the first two, we'll call it groups. I'm not sure if the first group was multiple seasons or if it was just one season. But um, I worship the Digimon show. I used to have a Digivice that um, the second the second group that used to sh- it was like a Tamagotchi thing. You'd shake it and and all. It was so much fun. Um, TK, I love TK and Matt. They were my favorite like little grouping. But it was cool to watch just them progress and get older and, and whatnot. But it was a, it was a, it was a cool little craze for a little bit. And then what was they they then a couple other ones came and the whole Japanese anime thing just kind of went away from me, like monster rancher and, and all this oh, stuff. Man. There was a couple, there was quite a few that they tried it. They just never caught on like Pokemon or Digimon. So um, I was like a full grown teenager watching Digimon. Yeah, it was good. I, the storyline. So I watched Pokemon because it was just on before I went to school. Yeah. Like flipping Pokemon. And I was like in ninth grade. So <laughs> I would watch Pokemon because it was just kind of like there. If I already watched Sports Center 90,000 times, I'm like, oh, I'll just watch this. This cartoon will be in the background. Yeah. Digimon. I invested time into because I feel the storyline was so much better where the two worlds, there's two different worlds other than Pokemon where it's like help Ash try and win this tournament. Okay, cool. Let's go watch him do this. Digimon. There was like a real world, like apocalypse thing going to happen. Yes. And that's what I really, really loved about it. And when TK, who did he have? Pokemon or something? Uh, Togemon, and I think it became yeah, Angemon. Angemon. Oh, yep. when, when it got to Angemon, I was like, yes. Yes. And then when Angemon finally, uh, it, it it did its super, because it, it couldn't, like, it wouldn't digi-evolve after that. Because they, they had the crests, and then it finally did against Devimon in that first season, or against, the, it was the first big bad. It was, oh, uh, so, there's, or no, was it, no, Angemon was, the the evolution, yeah. Patamon it, it struggled. He wouldn't digivolve Pat- at all. And then Angemon was the 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 one, right? It was, 
Yeah, it was Patamon to Angemon. Because it it didn't have like that middle one. Like yes. I remember Agumon doing the Agumon Digivolve to yep. Raymond. Yeah, that, that was so good. Cool. So cool. and then the the music in the background when they were attacking, like it would be like, "Hey Digimon, hey," or something uh, like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, you're like, "Oh, when that happy music came, you knew something cool was gonna happen." Yeah, it was it was tremendous fun. So had to have that one on there. That's a classic. I remember being just excited that there was a character named Matt on there. Or I had the T-shirt, but I had, I had so much that went with it, and this was all because of a cartoon, and a very well-made cartoon. So, Digimon comes in at number ten. What do you got for number nine, pal? Number nine. Let me just double check. I have the Muppet Babies. Beautiful. Uh, so, if you listen to the Nostalgia Funhouse, we do a little thing every couple of months called Saturday Morning Rewind where we take a year and a channel and we try and find that lineup and we watch all, all the episodes and then we give them a grade and we say which one we like the most, which one we didn't like and the hidden gem. But when we get to Muppet babies, it was one of those things where sometimes we just watch because we're like, Oh, we're not quite sure. And then some shows we like rewatch because we really, really want to. And Muppet babies was like one of the a plus shows. Yeah. Because even though you're thinking probably now, if you never really experienced the older Muppet Babies, you're like, oh, it's just the Muppets and the Babies. It was so much more. It was an imaginary adventure. Every single episode. Yeah. You didn't know what Nanny looked like, but you never knew if you were going to do Wizard of Oz, Star Wars, like all of these movies, the uh, TV show properties, everything else was just all encapsulated in Muppet Babies. Just one big imaginary adventure. So if you were a kid with a wild imagination, Muppet Babies just spoke to you on so many levels. Yeah, uh, I I think I grew up towards the tail end of that whole that that Muppet Babies era. I I know I've watched it, you know, on, on occasion, but. It's the media is not frequently like available. They don't really, um, they don't put it out there. You got to really find, I guess, I'm guessing YouTube and stuff has, as, as clips and whatnot, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, that was a good one. People constantly refer to it, um, as one of the goat cartoons of the eighties. It's so good. Which is cool, which is really cool and says something when you compare it to the like, you know, a lot of the 80s cartoons. I'm not going to spoil them because I already know they're on your 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 list there. There's a couple. There's I already couple. know. I already have a hundred. There's a couple. Um so yeah, that's that's it's one of the goat cartoons. And I think a lot of I can I yeah. Muppets are an important part of my upbringing. you know, not as much as maybe some other people, but there's Muppet stuff everywhere when I grew up. So um, and Muppet Babies was very finely. Even my dad talked finally about that. He, he was a he graduated in '87, and he he remembers the craze. He remembers the craze. Oh, so great, great Happy Meal toys. You could buy the Christmas plushes from McDonald's at one point. Yep, <sighs> such well, good stuff. Yeah, you you grew up in the wrong era. I know. Well, you know what? There's yeah, I <laughs> I love. I know. My thing, like, I wish I would have, like, I, the 90s weren't terrible. 
No. I, I love the 80s. I love the 80s culture because I just missed it. I think that's why I'm so obsessed with it. But uh, but I wish I was older to appreciate the 90s a little bit more. I think. Um, and then obviously, I, I, I yeah, the 80s were just insane. <laughs> such a good such a good time to be alive. All right. Excellent. Number nine. Excellent. Number nine, my friend. Uh, all right. This is where I'm going to put this is I'm I'd be shocked if the OG version of this show isn't on your list. I'd be very surprised. Uh, but I'm going to go with my version of that show and Beast Wars. Uh, I'm going to put at number nine. This was my introduction to Transformers when I was a kid. And I was very confused because I don't it, it wasn't labeled Transformers Beast Wars. It was just Beast Wars. At least I don't think it was labeled Transformers Beast Wars, but they had elements of it. Um, I was I remember being really impressed. It looks terrible now, but I remember being oh, really it's so it, it has aged terribly. But I remember being so impressed at six, seven years old when Beast Wars, the 3D like cartoon, like that was revolutionary at that time. So good. So good. Um, fun story. You know, they, they incorporated a lot of the, you know, a lot of the original, um, you know, Megatron, Optimus, Primal, and and, and they incorporated into, you know, the storyline, um, you know, seeing them as different animals and stuff was really cool. Megatron being a giant purple T-Rex. Like, how sweet is that? Um, I like Dinobot was my favorite because he was a raptor. And he switched sides a couple times. And I always liked him for that one. But there was Rhinox, Cheetor, Rat Pack. Um, dude, the toy line was crazy for it. I had an Optimus Prime. Um, my cousin had the Megatron. Uh, but, you know, Burger King had like, or no, not Burger King. McDonald's had Beast Wars toys. Where I think like they were simple, but they were just so cool. Like one was like a sting, like a stingray thing and you just you just flip the head back and it's just like oh he's right there he's transformed uh but the everything about it was just really really cool good action sequences um and just intense just watching them just kind of like oh tra- transform and, and there's just, just battles all the time it was a just like a barren wasteland i i thought it was a really good show so uh, i'm gonna put beast wars at number nine the one i didn't watch because i think at that point i was in that little Cartoons are beneath me. Not so much cartoons are beneath me, but where I see a lot of people now with the Ninja Turtle movie now, Mute Mayhem, where it's not mine. This yeah. is gonna be way better. Not gonna waste my time. Not my transformation. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I, I did the same thing with Beast Wars, but it's one thing that I wish I would have went back and watched after seeing some of the other Transformer series, where I was like, "This is not what it was." At least they tried something different. Yes. And I feel watching a couple of episodes, if I can stomach through the animation, as we said, it's so terrible that the essence of Transformer is there. And that's all I'm looking for in any reboot, remake. Give me the essence of what I enjoyed from the original and I'll be happy. Change characters, do what you got to do. Give me that essence that I that need to feel like I'm still kind of watching it, but it's kind of cool that sometimes you get a little bit of a different story. 
Yeah, I think it was an original take, the Beast War. I don't know if it came from any source material or not. That was co- listening to the toys that made us. I think that was just 100% original from Hasbro. Which is cool. Uh, which is cool in my book. I also, I seen the newer Transformers movie and they brought elements of that into it. A couple, couple of the characters made it. Uh, which is really neat to see. You know, that was a nice throwback to my childhood there. So um, not bad, too. Just flew, movie flew under the radar. And, uh Huh? It did. Because I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I Yeah. I I enjoyed The Flash, too. I, like, I, I know you heard me say it. I'm sure you heard you say it on one of my other shows. But, like, I don't know. I just find myself enjoying these random, these movies that everybody hates now. It's weird. <laughs> um, But, yes, uh, Beast Wars is my number nine. What do you got for eight? I, so I post this on the Nostalgia Funhouse. The movie, the opening to the movie, every year on 4th of July, I get yelled at by my wife because I listen to the theme song every day. or on, Well, not every, every time on 4th of July. And I get yelled at because I have to scream, Yo, Joe, when Duke does it. And it's G.I. Joe. I... Didn't make number one for my cartoon, my favorite toy line of all time, but G.I. Joe is just a great cartoon with just the the twins, the characters that they had. I always loved the twins for Cobra because if you punched one, you hurt the other one. Yeah. Astro, Cobra Commander, Duke, Roadblock, man, just so many great things. And it was and it was at the time too where you could kind of market war to kids in the eighties where it was okay. You know, as long as nobody died or anything like that. I know the comic book writer, Larry Hama wasn't too thrilled with the cartoon that nobody could die, but (laughs) uh, yeah, it was, it was just great to see that action sequence, you know, GI Joe is, it's the elite special forces type deal. And they're battling Cobra all the time. And just, it was just such always fun just to see everything. Yeah. Uh, that's another one. That's another fad that I missed out. I, I knew all about it. You know, I, I knew of it. Obviously GI Joe, I think every kid has had at least one in their lifetime. Uh, but the cartoon was, was mainstream. It was big. Oh. Um, actually one of the, when I was wrestling, my wrestling trainer one year for Halloween, he has a full, like thousand dollar Cobra Commander costume. That's sweet. Like he's got everything that comes with it. He looks great. And um yeah, it's it's starting to, it's starting to really come back. I mean, it came out at a time where like our like the military was looked at and I'm not gonna say like a more positive light. It was but it, it, it wasn't people didn't make it so controversial to I don't wanna sound No, no go for it. Say what you gotta say. It was it was a more patriotic country. Yeah, I think no doubt. Uh, it's kind of towards the end of the Cold War. You know, I think that's what did it. Is it was the American pride of things, right? That's why GI Joe worked. Um, because you figure another thing with GI Joe, and I would have I've noticing since I'm getting older is, say, our grandparents were most likely in World War Two. And the fathers and stuff like that. Some people, some people's fathers were um, in Vietnam. 
Right. Vietnam, Korea, that era. Yes. Yeah. Or some people's fathers were in like, uh, I remember a girl I went to school with her father was like in the Gulf War. Yeah. So it was kind of a little bit of a thing where because it was something going on that you could kind of like, maybe they kind of liked the war thing so much. Like, especially the World War II generation was like, yeah, I like what this is. We can get behind this. It's very patriotic. G.I. Joe's cool. Um, but I think that's what it was. And you could go outside and you could play guns and you didn't have to worry about anything crazy happening. Yeah. And that's what I did constantly. I loved playing G.I. Joe outside and being like a G.I. Joe character, rock and roll or snake eyes. And I think that's kind of where it fell behind is I'm not, not a gun nut or anything, but guns weren't as bad controversial yeah controversial probably the best as what they were now so that's why i think gi joe kind of gi joe kind of just worked because of the patriotism and we didn't want that yeah no i think that's over at some point was codenamed russia probably (laughs) because i remember those propaganda in school (laughs) russia bad united states great Right. For Russia, here's a picture of the grocery store. They don't have anything in their grocery in their grocery store. You can't eat in Russia, but look at an American grocery store. I still remember that. <laughs> they did good. They did they did good in elementary school on me. But I think that's what it was. It was just a, an American pride. Yeah. No, I get it. I fully get it. It just yeah, the attitude towards it seems weird. Like even like at the end of the new Transformers movie, spoiler alert, they did a connection with with gi joe um at the at the end so it's cool it 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 was cool it's still i think it's still got some limit you know some popularity to it but it was it was a stellar cartoon so i think it's an excellent choice i i definitely knew that was gonna i had a hunch it was gonna be on yours i i I might be surprised at some other ones but um but very good all right my number eight this one's a little, this is probably one of the newer ones that I had. Um, I think this might be, no, it's not the newest one on my list, but uh, I'm going to go with Jackie Chan Adventures. Do you remember this one at all? I, yeah, just breezing through. Yeah, it was a quick one. Um, it was a quick one. But it was that early, it came out in the early 2000s, right? I mean, this is like peak prime Jackie Chan with Rush Hour. Um, uh, Shanghai Knights, the Owen, the ones with Owen Wilson. Uh, he had a couple other ones as well, but this is like peak Jackie Chan time. He's and and people don't even know. Like at this point, people don't even really know how great he is. All the stunts that he does, I love Jackie Chan because I felt like he like he reached out to young people and just encouraged them to just do better. And he was so. Like his whole perspective on martial arts was really, really cool. Um, I worship Jackie Chan. Actually, I was, I teared up a little bit. Just watch, I, the video came about on Instagram where I was scrolling through. And uh, it was a video of him watching him do his stunts from when he was younger. And he started tearing up and I started tearing up. It's like, this is emotional. It's hard to watch because he's he's really that good. Um, He's he's a tremendous, and I, I think in some instances, very underappreciated actor i think because i think he came about when the martial arts movie craze had been 
pretty much dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, unfortunately, but he, he popularized it for a little bit and it just, it, it just never came back 10 year. If he, those movies came out 10 years earlier, you know, he would, you know, maybe even higher regard, but he is still pretty well loved. Anyways, all that case, all that aside, uh, the cartoon was really fun. Um, it, it encompassed a lot, you know, a lot of martial arts stuff, a, a fun story, fun, unique characters, which is also very, especially in the 2000s when everything's, you know, a lot of things are already established. It's hard to create new and interesting villains, but they made some very good ones on that show. And then you had the the, the stones. I forgot what they what they called them. Um, but they, they were different animals and they gave different abilities depending on if you have them. Uh, I'm trying to find, uh, what the heck the name of it is, but, um, what the name of those rocks were, but, but regardless, uh, you know, a, a pretty good cast, a lot of cool, a lot of cool people. And, um, you know, and Jackie Chan always had, did like a little questionnaire thing at the end of the show, which is really neat too. So, um, Loved, loved, loved Jackie Chan Adventures. Very, very good show. And um, yeah, highly recommend it for those who never heard of it or seen it. I think at this point I was. uh, I definitely was not watching this. I've heard good things like I've heard good things like, yeah, I've heard you talk about it. Yeah. But Jackie, I thought Jackie Chan actually voiced Jackie Chan, but it wasn't Jackie. I thought so, too. I was actually a little bit surprised. I just found that out now looking looking up for this episode that it was somebody completely different. But I I guess I get it. He still has a pretty he has a pretty heavy uh, accent. So probably for the Americanization of it, they're like, yeah, let's just go with somebody who's English is a little bit more well-rounded. I'm guessing that's what their their idea was. He does play Splinter beautifully in Mutant Mayhem. I have heard that. I have. I've not seen the cartoon, but I'm kind of glad he had something like that because everything was always kind of like Jackie Chan's violent, but then he has this cartoon and because then he do like a little message or something like a PSA. Yeah. He does a little PSA questionnaire at the end of every show and it was really neat. Um, Kind of like a G.I. Joe type thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's a good good dude. Good dude. All right, my friend. We're on to our number seven. What do you got? They're more than meets the eyes. They're robot in the skies. Transformers, the original one. G1 Transformers. Absolutely amazing just to watch. Uh just different things transform. Never questioned why Megatron was this giant robot and then went down into a little handgun. But today, one of the most iconic sounds of the uh, the movie is great. The cartoon series was great. The way that it progressed through uh, probably one of the rare series that realized from a movie they made a mistake. So they brought back a very beloved character later on to just save the world once again in Optimus Prime. Uh, it just was amazing to watch each and everything evolve and, you know, them to save. And Optimus Prime is, I believe, the greatest cartoon leader ever. Okay. So that was the other great thing, too. And the thing as a kid that you don't really appreciate is that until you get older and you realize that how different Optimus Prime 
him as compared to most cartoon characters and everything else. And, but Transformers was a must watch. Had the had one cassette tape of Transformers and uh, just watched that constantly if it was not on. But you knew it was on the minute you heard Transformers. <laughs> More than meets the eyes. Great theme song. Just, it's awesome. The storyline was great. I mean, it, I've I've seen every episode when it was on the hub. So that was a great aspect of it as well. I wish they would have had it uh, dubbed Transformers Headmasters, which was actually technically supposed to be like the fourth season of Transformers. Okay. But. Yeah. What do you think of those automatic transforming uh, uh, toys that they got now? You seen some of those? Yeah. I like it, but to just watch something transform kind of takes the fun out of something. I agree. Cause when I was a kid, that was one, it kind of was cool to see an adult struggle with it in a way. Right. But you could just grab it and be like, like in a Rubik's cube. And yes, like, here, here, here you go. Here's, here's jazz. He's now a car. Oh, look, there he is in robot form. And then you give it to an adult and you're like, hey, transform this. And they're like, uh, 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 oh, my goodness, I broke the arm. I got to go buy you a new one. <laughs> <clears throat> but that's what I, I I do like them, but I think it kind of takes the fun out of them. And I just think they're so overly priced. I got $800 for that Optimus Prime. Yeah, somebody I know bought it. And yeah, there's no way. There's no way. No, no. way. No, if it was maybe like a hundred bucks, I'd probably do it. But then again, I think, I think we kind of take the joy out of it. Right. When my son started collecting transformers again, that was the biggest joy out of me is sometimes I didn't want to. And he'd be like, Hey, can you help me transform this? I'm like, I don't want to. That sometimes it'd be like, you want me, you, you want me to transform that? I can transform that for you. And I'd just sit there and try and figure it out and then work at it to the point where you could get it like in two seconds. Right. Yeah, that's fun stuff, man. No, we both got Transformers related on this show. Yep. So that is uh, that is good. That's a good sign for the brand. Um, very nice. All good right. Job, Hasbro. Good job, Hasbro. You done well. Um, all right. Going on to my number seven. I cheated a little bit with this one, but it's I got a tie here, and I think you'll understand why. Okay. Uh, there is a... Uh, this is a modern. This is one of the more modern ones that we have on the show. So uh, I'm going to tie Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels uh, together. I get if, it. That's that fair. Okay. Um, I didn't grow into these shows until actually very, very recently, within the last couple of years. I hated the idea of a Star Wars cartoon because I'm like, this is this is goofy. It. I, I did. I really did. Um, I, and I. Yeah. I know. You know very well. Um, growing up in the star Wars droids era. I, I swear to God, if this shows up on your list, I'll be very surprised, but, um, uh, Oh, he hasn't said anything. I might've spoiled his list too, but, um, I was like, there's no way they're not, there's, it's not connected. There's all this retconning has to be done. And plus I'm, I hate when the voice actors are different from what I've seen. Versus what they try to portray. So what I mean by this, that is, um, 
So obviously, Obi-Wan Kenobi was not going to be voiced by Ewan McGregor in the cartoon. So it just didn't line up for me. Like, I was so, like, narrow-minded. That that has to be that. Hayden Christensen has to be voicing, you know, Anakin. Natalie Portman has to be voicing Padme. Um, that's why I, like, I remember I grew up with a lot, of, a lot of Disney cartoons, and they just didn't work for me because you get, like, Hercules and Aladdin. And you're seeing the same animation style, but the voice didn't match up to what I, the reason why I fell in love with it. And it's a silly, trivial thing, but it just takes you out of it emotionally. Mm -hmm. But um, I actually really do like it. If I actually had to pick one over the other uh, between Clone Wars and Rebels, I'd probably pick Rebels because it it introduced more characters and choppers, my favorite droid character. Um, Legit the best droid character. It introduced more. I like Clone Wars because it flushes out a lot of the characters in the prequels that we didn't really, that people didn't really get to appreciate like I did, like the different Jedi, like Plo Koon and Kit Fitzo. And uh, even Mace got a little bit, a lot deeper of a story. Um, there are some cool villains from Clone Wars, uh, a lot of, a lot of cool characters. And and I think it helped people appreciate the Anakin Skywalker character a lot more. Um, currently when I read books the star wars books and i'm reading one with anakin i read it in that voice actor's voice which is i never thought would happen in a million years but it has it has happened so i'm gonna go star wars clone wars and rebels um my big knock on it always was the animation style it always has been like that i didn't like the elongated features and and some of the other stuff i didn't i didn't love the animation style but i have grown to appreciate it um Bad Batch would be an honorable mention. I think that deserves a, a little bit of mention here. But Clone Wars yeah. and Rebels are um, neck and neck for me. But if I had to pick one over the other, it would be Rebels because I, I just I, I think it's a it's a fun era. To it's, it's a twenty. Oh, it takes place what fifteen years after um, Revenge of the Sith. Like five, I think it's like five years yeah. before New Hope. Um, there's a lot of source material, and they've done a good job. Rebels has done a really good job of bringing. Forgotten characters from the uh, from the original expanded universe. I I because I got into Rebels what, maybe three years ago. Disney Plus came out. I was looking for something to watch, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do Rebels. I watch Clone Wars. I like Clone Wars, but it's I don't think it's as good as Rebels when it comes to things. Maybe because it's new characters and the characters are are very kind of well drawn out in a way like uh but i watched it and i watched like and i'm like this is kind of kiddie-ish this is i when it first came out because that's the first thing i said was this is going to be a kid's thing for you know star wars and then i watched it and i was like this is not a kid's thing like this is actually well thought out these people have like real kind of problems yes that you gotta you got to sort your way through and and see what's going on and everything else. And I'm not going to lie, startled my house a little bit when I saw the Ahsoka trailer and I saw Chopper because I yelled, there's Chopper. Because Chopper is just, I think, the most lovable droid there is because he's just not, he's not all shiny and new. He's just. Dude, I, I knew there. he was the best. I, I just started, I started watching Rebels. I tried it once before, didn't like it. But when that Ahsoka trailer dropped, it, I watched it the entire road trip to and from Tennessee. I powered through all, just about all the seasons. 
And when Chopper pushed that Imperial droid out, the uh, it's like the first season. He pushed the Imperial droid out. They're like, yeah, we might keep it. And then he shoves it out of the ship and it falls down into like a desert. I'm like, this is my dude. And then the one where he's got like the the, the rifles, he's, he's, he's coming around a corner. He's got the rifles. I'm like, this is the greatest thing. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of really good characters in it. Really good storytelling. And they've done a good job of connecting it with all the live action stuff. It's actually helped the transition, you know, helped with some of the stuff that probably could or should be retconned it's helped blend it and make it better so yeah and i like the beginning of the rebel alliance how it was scattered cells yes to be you know kind of develops that story which is nice yeah no I'm, so i'm not gonna lie i'm not a big fan of ezra but i do like the, <laughs> i do like the show yeah, he's not. He's 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 growing on me. I'm excited to see what they do with him in, in live action with the Ahsoka show. So, um, so there it is, number seven. Uh, I do our number six, Andrew. What do you got? Of course, you knew this was going to be on there. Uh, it is He Man and the Masters of the Universe. One of the oh, most, of course, one of the most iconic scenes ever in any cartoon when Prince Adam needs to change. And he has the power because he is He-Man and he transforms the He-Man. Once again, I'm a sucker for cool music playing behind like good guys when they're just like, just beating people up and you just hear that He-Man, He-Man, and he's just beating up Merman and Skeletor and Beastman, saving Eternia. When another thing, the, the characters in there, once again, you know, Ram Man, Orko is still, still my favorite. Uh, way different than the mini comics, which is kind of a cool little pace. But just a great, I think a great cartoon. I love it how they throw in a PSA and it has nothing to do with that show really too much. Like don't do drugs when nobody was really doing drugs in there. I picked that up as an adult, but. As what are kid, drugs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as, as a kid, I was like, okay, he man, I'm not going to do drugs. Don't worry. And I'll keep your secret. Nobody will know that you're Prince Adam other than Man at Arms <laughs> and the Sorceress and Orko. Nobody will know. But yeah, He Man was like always on. And it was just one of one of the greatest cartoons I feel ever. Good. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, and I see you got the Castle Grey Skull in the background. Is that the OG uh, one too? No, no, I wish. I, I think wish. you you might have told me this one before. I sent that Niagara Emporium. Um, um, it's closing down now here in, in, in Western New York, but they had an original one for like two hundred and twenty dollars still in the box. I, I think I remember. Do you remember I sent it to you? Is actually the picture of it? Yeah, that's yeah. a. That's a good price for it. I, I think so. I mean, it was a couple of years ago, so Lord knows how much it uh, inflated or if somebody actually purchased it. But no, that's that's a good one. I, I know how much He-Man means to you. I was excited when the He-Man reboot cartoon came out, like 2005, 06, something around there. Good one. It was pretty good. I And I was... Burger King had a good line of toys, too. I was actually really impressed with their toy line for it. Um, okay. I saw the Barbie movie. And they're like, they're going to go into Mattel. And I'm like, come on, give me a He-Man carry. Yeah, we go. Little reference. Little Just reference. give me a little little reference. Or, you know, they were talking about going into the Barbie world. And I'm like, is there, is there, is there an Internia? And then I'm like crossing my fingers going. 
And my my son's like, what are you saying? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> you never know. They might try to do everybody's trying to do a universe now. So you never know. Oh, you I never know. I'd love to see. I'd love to see He Man just take out Barbie. Like Skeletor take over Barbie World. And <laughs> he Man hey, comes man. in. Yep. He Man and Tila come in and just start beating the crap out of everybody. It's tremendous. Yeah, that's a good one, man. That is a good one. Uh, he Man's hard to top, and he's the, one of the kings of the 80s. That's for oh, sure. Yeah. Um, all right. My number six, right? That's what we're on, right? Six? Yes. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with a Cartoon Network classic, in my opinion. This one uh, just gave me such good fe- good feelings um, growing up, summertime, watching this cartoon, whatever it was. Uh, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I watched it. You never watched it? Oh, you're my more, your Cartoon Network with the original programming, I feel is more your generation and age group in a way yeah then mine mine's like okay nickelodeon started playing cartoons but like when the dexter's laboratories and stuff came out it was it wasn't for you i do these two like cartoon cartoon fridays was like the big like the big show and i hope i like i hope people remember that they it was like a big like they'd have like a live action guy and they'd introduce all the new cartoon episodes out on cartoon cartoon fridays and I remember this because vividly because Rainbow Roller Rink in North Tonawanda had a light up sign inside the rink that said it was advertising for Cartoon Cartoon Fridays. That's great. Like I was like, this is random because like it's not a big like well known rink, but there's a Cartoon Network sign in here for whatever reason. Um, good spot to advertise at a roller rink uh, for a bunch of kids, but. Ed, Ed, and Eddie was so much fun. And it was basically like the adventure of these three just kind of nerdy, weird kids that I think a lot of people can relate with. I certainly related with them. And they live in a neighborhood full of kids that don't necessarily want to hang out with them. But they also, like, there's a lot of interacting. It was like the perfect summertime show for me. Like I, watching like there's like all the, the fun stuff that they do. I remember there's one, they had like a rubber tire and they were doing tire adventures down a Creek like, and they were like selling it. And there's the kid with um, there was Ralph and this kid with the, with the plank and, and just Jimmy, I think his name was and, or no, there's Jimmy had braces, but there was just a fun cast of characters. They're always trying to get job breakers. Um, Oh my god! I forgot a cartoon. <laughs> oh, did you jump? Huh? No, I completely forgot one on this list. Uh oh! It is what it is. It is what it is. The show. And I can live without it. I can live without it. I can justify it being outside the top ten. But, um, Courage the Cowardly Dog. I can. Li- I can live with that one being outside the top ten. See, that's because an- I'm looking at when Ed Ed and Eddie came out. 99 i am like deep into high school so if i'm not waking up to it like i said with like pokemon and yeah. Digimon, i just was not watching it well it was it was just so goofy but i i i don't know it, i still i still like i'll watch clips and stuff and laugh but it was just uh a lot of a lot of good memories a lot of weird just funny episodes um 
Ed was hilarious. He was like special. <laughs> he just like, oh, butter toast and stuff like that. That's the double D one, right? I think double D was the smart one. Oh, okay. And Eddie was the, the little one with the yellow shirt. Thank you for clearing clearing that up for me because I always thought double D was the tall kind of like dumb one. And Ed was the smart one. And that's exactly the way it is. Yeah, I think the ads. So good. So good. So, yeah, it, this one's a classic for me. A lot of laughs, a lot of fun memories, a lot of just like waking up. You know, I did would watch that before school or like again, just summertime. It's just again, it was just the perfect summertime hangout show. So um, it's a it's a fun one uh, in my eyes. So Ed, Ed and Eddie uh, comes in at number six. All right. We are on to our top five. Andrew, what do you got for number five? DuckTales. Hey, there we go. There's Disney Afternoon. I could not be in my age group and not put a Disney Afternoon cartoon, I feel like. Like, just completely leave one out. And I think DuckTales is the best of all of them. The way that the action was, they did have action. The stories were fun. Uh, I love Gizmo Duck, Blather and Blather Skites. Uh, it, it, great theme song, which always caught you. And it was one of those ones where I would come up, like I wanted to get out of school just so I could get home to watch DuckTales. Right. And it was, there was Chippendale Rescue Rangers as well, but I wanted to watch DuckTales probably a little bit more. Had a DuckTales lunchbox. So they appealed to me and <laughs> they got me there. But it was an amazing show. Huey, Dewey, Louie, and then every once in a while you get Donald in the mix, you know, because they were Donald was in the Navy, so that's why Uncle Scrooge had to take care of Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I love the movie. I love the movie DuckTales. I yeah, I love the theme song. That's probably my favorite thing is the theme song. DuckTales. Sorry, my voice. That was terrible. Not my best singing moment on this show. Yeah, it's a good show. It is a great show. Um, So, yeah. They they rebooted it. I haven't seen the reboot, uh, but I heard it's good. But I... DuckTales is my favorite Disney afternoon show of all time. Yeah. I wanted to get home. I wanted to watch DuckTales. And I think it was just so much fun as I put it on my list with a whole bunch of other like <laughs> semi-violent cartoons, but I love DuckTales to this day. I still love DuckTales. I think I own the movie on DVD somewhere. So I had it on VHS and I imagine it's on Disney plus. Now I am going to be watching that tonight as I'm cleaning up the, <laughs> the house. Um, Very good. Very good. Uh, My number five, I have a very elite group here at number five, uh, my top five. Uh, I think. And uh, my number five, I'm going to go with Spider-Man, the animated series. That's a great one. That's a great one. Another great theme song. Another great intro yep. song. Um, Really cool. The fun animation. I used to like that. Like, it was like a three-dimensional look mm-hmm. kind of in the city. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, you'd be swinging yeah. through, and it kind of looked like 3D, but it was two-dimensional at the same time. Uh, Spider-Man has one of the greatest rogues galleries of all time. I think comparable to Batman. So it was really cool to see a lot of those characters drawn and drawn in full of life. Um, you know, Mysterio, Rhino, Lizard, 
uh, it was a new adventure all the time. I especially got excited for the Venom episodes, the Venom and Carnage. Uh, loved that the Secret Wars episode when yes. they pulled in the Fantastic Four, uh, Storm, and Iron like Iron Man, like Iron Man w- would show up, Captain America. I'm like, this is cool stuff. This was like the OG Marvel Cinematic Universe. It was the Marvel Television Universe, and they all just kind of. Um, they shared a world and I love the animations again. I love the animation style of all those characters. Um, and the crossovers were just too much fun. So, uh, Spider-Man being Spider-Man being one of my favorite superhero characters, um, to have a, a, a cartoon. I don't think there's been a cartoon since, or even before that have really come close. I did like Spider-Man and his, and his amazing friends with Iceman and fire. Was it Firestar? It's Firestar. Yep. And um, that was set up by Tony Stark. Yeah, which was, you know, that was a fun one. But since, like, Ultimate Spider, like, there was, like, an Ultimate Spider-Man show or, yeah. or it, there's a couple other ones. They just they just never hit. Spider-Man 2099. 2099. Did not like it. I watched, like, a season of it. It just, it just, it just wasn't working for me. So, um, but, yes, the OG Spider-Man animated series, I believe it came out in 94 or 95. Oh, my goodness. Thanks for making me feel old. <laughs> Love that one because we're, yeah, 94. 94. Man, it was between for that 10 spot, it was between Spider Man, X Men, and Batman. But I just feel Batman nudged it out a little bit more. Hey, I get it. It's all I know that uh, if Dan were with us on this episode, I'm sure Batman the animated series would be pretty damn close to the top. So, um, so that's for sure. So, all right, we are on to our number four. What you got? It's still running today. Uh, started when I was a, the summer, I was going to go into high school as a freshman. It's still running today. That is South Park. <laughs> it's so uh, good. It, I don't, it sounds weird in a way, but I feel like it's like, some other cartoons where it kind of grew up with you. Yes. <laughs> where it was so kind of crude in the beginning, not really any central story or anything like that. You got some scuzzabut things, satellites coming out of Cartman's butt, things like that. But now all of a sudden the stories are so relatable as an adult. And uh, yeah, this is why I asked what to, and I was like, do we want to just do like, kids cartoons like cartoons we watched as a kid or do we want to do adult and once you said we'll do a blend of both i knew south park and one other cartoon was going to be on here bob's burgers would have been also kind of in that 10 spot but batman also beat him out yeah uh, no i i get that but yeah south park is just still great still great today uh the whole streaming wars thing was absolutely hilarious where butters just went on a rant about all the different streaming services and i love it how they signed that huge deal like they signed like a 900 million dollar deal to get all their stuff put on paramount plus i think by 2025 yeah and yet they're making fun of all the streaming services after they just signed this huge deal like and I think they're one of those people that were like, yeah, if you're going to pay us that ridiculous amount, then 
whatever. I, I guess we'll take it. That's how I feel about Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Like they, I feel like they would still do this if they made a hundred grand a year, but because it's so popular and people are just throwing money at him, he's like, they're like, yeah, we'll just go take this money and go do like the book of Mormons and stuff on our free time. Right. Right. And that's, I think that's what makes them so great and so down to earth too. So I think that's what makes South park great as well. Yeah. They're good dudes. I'm not going to comment any further because Um, I also have them on my list at some point. So Okay. Um, but yeah, it it's oh, it's South Park is legendary, absolutely legendary. Very happy to see it made your list. Very happy to see it made your list. Uh, all right, my number four. I'm going to go to another. Well, these are all animated series, but another popular uh, '90s superhero animated series. I'm going to put the X Men animated series here. Uh, X Men were you know X Men and Spider Man were my first two superhero. You know, uh, well along with Batman, but my loves, but. The X-Men animated series theme. Now that's special. And two, if this show is so legendary that they're bringing it back as X-Men 97, um, which I cannot wait for. Uh, I don't I don't know if, I don't is think that, they're, it's got to be soon. They have, X-Men. I saw a tiny toy at Walmart for it. Yeah, they're doing the toys. They're starting to release all the toys now. Um, X-Men is cool, and it's like it's even cooler to watch this show now in hindsight because of the whole Fox. Um, Fox owns the movie rights era and, and whatnot, but what they did was they took the best animated style of the X-Men, which is the Jim Lee animated style, which is the, a lot of the blue and yellow, um, you know, blue and yellow Cyclops. It was, the, it, it was just a modernized, just really cool look. Um, Gambit, you know, a lot of the modern characters, they incorporated all sorts of different mutant villains. They did crossovers with other um, shows. They brought back characters that weren't, well, they weren't in the main line of the show, but um, but as far as like it, when you look at the comics, you know, they bring back Angel. Um, you know, Nightcrawler would make an appearance. Nightcrawler in that animated series is really cool. Um, Havoc, which was neat. Um you know, Iceman, they, 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 they found a way to include a lot of these characters and a lot of different villains too. a lot. Of, there's a lot of cool, intense moments in it. Um, love the animated series uh, of X-Men. And it was just such a huge part of that 90s culture. I still remember like watching that show and then having all the toys and then playing X-Men Genesis uh, on, on Sega, which was just so cool. It was just, it was just all like super overwhelming uh, for a young Young brain there. Um, and when it, whenever it came, I think that came, that came out ninety two or ninety three. Ninety two, and the first episode has a line that I can still think about today. And it's when it's that big mutant like protest, and the people are chasing all the mutants. And I think it's Leech, like because my dad read a lot of the comics. Yeah, and it, before we had YouTube with the Easter eggs my dad would sit there and watch it and be our little, like our Ryan Airy and be like, in the background is this guy. This is this guy. And like, kind of like he was our Ryan Airy before Ryan Airy did the screen crush thing. But the guys uh, chasing, I think it's leech. And he's like, going to hit him or something. And leech is like, why are you, why do you hate us? And then he laid down the line that still, still lingers in my brain today. Because you were born. If you go back and watch, it's so, I was like, 
Wow. Wow. So I joke around. I'm not going to lie with some people because I'm a, I do have a dark sense of humor. So sometimes people are like, why are you doing, why do you do this? And I just go, because you were born. (laughs) Just because that line was so like ingrained into my head. That whole scene, I can still see it. No, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a good one. Yeah. Just super. Yeah. Just, I love all the characters from it. Um, That season when the animation gets horrible with the last season. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They didn't have any direction. They just did a lot of. Co- they did a lot of like stories, but it was like cool to see Wolverine and Captain America together. Um, Cannonball, I Cannonball, Quicksilver, and Scarlet Witch had an episode where they did their origin story, and it was. I mean, that was fun for me. I bought all those seasons. Like when when I first got an iPhone, I bought all those seasons off the iTunes Store, and I would just watch them on my phone. And it, like, this is like years before Disney Plus hit. Um, but I was just like, oh, this is the coolest thing to set my phone up and watch TV shows. Like, this is crazy. Have you seen the pride of the X-Men? That was the, the pilot episode, right? Uh, yeah. Like the 89, 88, something like that. Late eighties, like early into the nineties, like first two years into the nineties pilot episode. I remember house of fans had it on vhs my dad got us for christmas and then johnny and i watched it and his mind was blown in there it's it's very i think it's very good i think it, it it's it's really well because right wolverine has a really heavy like aussie accent in it yeah yeah, yeah. it's i got the animated series like voice actors and stuff so ingrained in my head yeah. um but those were some those were very very i think for that time period i think it was very very accurate because that's what I think the arcade game is based on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because Dazzler's in there. And so yes. I didn't they do an episode with Dazzler and X Men as well. And I want to say they did have anime. I think they. I I want to say that they did. I I think they did. They I know should... they made a reference to her in the in the newer movies. I think it was like Apocalypse or something like that. One of those movies they made a reference to Dazzler, but um, yeah, I'm pretty sure she debuted in Pride of the X Men. Pretty sure. All right, my friend. Top three. What do you got for number three? The Simpsons. I know this. This is probably on there, so I'll I'll keep it short. I don't. I actually don't have it on mine. I don't. You don't? No. So, it's. I have my reasons, but continue. So this is probably the first adult, say, adult cartoon I remember watching, and I remember sitting there watching the Tracy Almond show and waiting for the Simpsons. Yeah. And then they got their own show and it became an every Sunday night thing. Like you had to sit down and you watch the Simpsons. And because of that, I watched great shows like Parker Lewis can't lose, but the Simpsons were a big deal. The Simpsons Christmas special, the house, the house of our tree house of horrors and everything else. Do I like the Simpsons now? Not so much. I haven't watched it in years, but the old episodes just are so great. And old the the way that Homer would act was was so awesome as well. And you go from loving Bart. I went to go from Bart being the man. Oh, Bart was great. To just being like Homer is a comedic genius in every aspect. And I remember when we were older. Uh. When my friend Dave would be the designated driver, 
and my friend Brandon and I would be just tanked in the back, who he also loves The Simpsons, we would do nonstop Simpsons quotes. Probably been some nights where we didn't even know where we lived, but could we recite some Simpson quotes all <laughs> day? And he got so, and and Dave got so mad. It reminded me of the episode where Barney what, got pulled the um, DD card at Moe's yeah. and had to sit there and listen to the drunken babble. But just so great, Homer's brother. Where when he comes when he comes back and he puts the drinking bird and he's like, "Look at this invention!" And he's like, "Oh my God, it's drinking the water, and it's coming back for more." And you know, you just see it drinking the water. And then the other great thing about the Simpsons is when they would incorporate people from the real world into that Simpsons world and draw them, like when yes, Bret Hart. Bret Hart yep. Uh, the George Michael Bush Stanley one. Stanley was a fun one. The George Bush episode is just great. That whole Bart Dennis the Menace thing, and then yeah, I didn't get the whole President Ford thing until later on, like when he goes and talks to Homer. He's like, Homer, do you like nachos? <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> I see that I recently. I didn't get it until I learned more about Ford, and I was like, oh, I see it now. <laughs> but all of that all of the, the simpsons mythology and then all the characters in there you know from kelsey Grammer doing sideshow bob crusty the clown i mean crusty the clown pretty much inspired matt Bourne to do doink the clown right that's how great that show is, is it keeps on doing it. and as south park said once before simpsons did it to now where we're like hey the simpsons can predict the future so but simpsons <laughs> definitely top three no it's it's a great one i couldn't find uh a way to put it on my list like i wasn't allowed to watch it when i grew up oh i wasn't allowed to but i always seen the toys like burger king would have the toys you'd see the video games like love the simpsons arcade game um which is a great one but i was never allowed to watch it i don't know why and then by the time i got old enough to do it like i watched and it's just there's some stuff that's like that's funny that I, I'll enjoy, but it's just I don't know. It just doesn't resonate with me like like it does for a lot of people. It's weird. Like I came on too late to it. I think that's the way it was, and I or think it's because I'm watching newer episodes and they just they don't hit like they used to. Like oh, one of my favorite my favorite ones are Homer goes to the clown college. That's hilarious. Um, the baseball team. Yep. That really resonated because I knew a lot of like those baseball players and when his brother returns, those are probably some of my favorites and there's probably some more that I'm missing in there too. But it, like I said, and I get why your parents probably didn't because you were born what? Like 91. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So the Simpsons kind of before like the whole family guy thing in South park. And then it was considered kind of like a, like I said, like an adult cartoon, even though when you compare the Simpsons to the other ones now, you're like, oh, this is it's really not that high. bad. But yeah, I was pushing but, the limit back in the 90s. Yeah. And now it's very mild. It's incredibly yes. mild. Um, comparatively. Love so Brian Finch's reaction to what I feel are kids movies when I grew up. <laughs> yeah. Brian's Robocop a sweetheart. A hero, damn it. He's a hero. <laughs> 
So very good. Yeah, I didn't have it, but I understand why, you know, just it, it, what a phenomenal this pop culture deal too. Again, the video games, uh, the toys, Butterfinger BBs, Simpsons movie, just so much stuff that's that's come with it. Um, all right, my number three, very, very proud of this one. Um, I love this show. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think new episodes continue to this day or maybe they've stopped recently. Uh, this is, in my opinion, the greatest Nickelodeon cartoon of all time. And I'm going to put SpongeBob SquarePants on here. I, I, yeah. I get that for you. You get that for me? Yeah. It's it's so funny. It, I, it's hilarious. And there's been so much. I love the, I, again, another one where I love the animation style. I love that beach, that beachy, like the coral and just like, I, I love the animation style, the background and, and, and all that stuff. I, I love the humor in it is just right up my alley. Um, I can binge watch SpongeBob. I would, I really got to get Paramount plus because it's, it's on there, it's right? Worth it. it's, it's worth it. I actually, Amy might've bought it. I don't know. We have so many streaming services now. It's just, it's too much, but just with how iconic SpongeBob is, um, I'll never forget the first time I heard of it. I was watched it. It was like 2001. I was at baseball practice and my coach kept, I was talking to somebody um, and the coach was like, what are you guys talking about? SpongeBob. And I'm like, what the fuck? What's SpongeBob? <laughs> Is that me at 10 years old? Yeah. What the fuck? What's SpongeBob? Um, so I go home and watch and I'm like, this is kind of funny and then i went over a friend's house and he had a dvd collection and one day we had no school i used to kind of go hang out over his house and we just watched it for like ever i'm like this is good stuff like this is funny stuff yeah just you know there's a character for everybody i think a character you can associate with it for everybody but i just i love the humor and 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 so much more um the video games aren't bad they're kind of a lot of some of the video games are a lot of fun um but yeah spongebob mania was crazy when when it happened so um spongebob squarepants is my number three yeah sponge if we did like a top 50 i'd probably pop that on there but or top 100 i would once again one of those things but i remember it being big even when i was like in high school like there were certain people you know you wear spongebob stuff or something like that because it was it was a big, huge pop culture phenomenon. I remember working at Toys R Us and actually getting SpongeBob toys in. Yes. I was huge because there wasn't any toys for a long time. And I thought it was awesome because one of my favorite characters from Coach, Dobber, I found out he did the voice of Patrick. Oh, so yeah. I was pretty, I was pretty hyped about that because I love me some Dobber on, on Coach. But I, I get the SpongeBob thing. Yeah, I, I, Patrick was immortalized for me too. I mean, he's always been like a, a hilarious character. Um, but when he wrote, when they had him roast Russell Wilson this past winter, oh geez, oh, that's not what he wanted to cook or something like that. He threw like a pick, and I was like, "This is so I can't believe they did." Oh, because they did they do like a Nickelodeon game or something? Say that again. Sorry. Oh, could, did they do like the Nickelodeon game for that or something? Yeah, yeah, and they had they had the guy who voiced Patrick did it, and they they did it through Patrick's animation style. Oh, geez, 
we put it in the group chat a few times. I'm sure you can find it, but you can look it up on YouTube. We get a chance. Patrick Starr roasts Russell Wilson. It's 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 so good. It was on all the NFL meme pages. Oh, so Poor good. Russell Wilson. Poor Russell Wilson. But yeah. All right, my man. We are on to our number two. What do you got for us? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, they're which one? 1987 of course the original the original uh there's not many cartoons that i can remember where i watched the very first episode and was not expecting it i still remember because my grandmother had a little 13 inch screen tv in uh the kitchen where we'd eat dinner because she'd like to watch the six o'clock news with irv weinstein do you know who Irv Weinstein is? Uh, it sounds familiar. Channel 7 News. Do you know where your children are? Yeah. Okay. Now I know. So we'd watch Irv Weinstein. So if we didn't want to watch what my grandmother was watching, we had to go into the kitchen. She's like, just go into the kitchen and sit there and, you know, have a snack and eat. So my brother and I were just sitting there and all of a sudden the show came on and it was one of those things where we laughed and we were like, what is this? And then it just stuck for years and years and years and years. I think until 92, I want to say, when I kind of fell out of the turtle craze, 92, 93. But there was nothing but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Loved the turtles. Loved the turtles all the way. The cartoon was great. It was funny. Broke the fourth wall. Uh, I mean, there's some times where, you know, Raphael was talking, but they showed Michelangelo's face, but we can't <laughs> go. It's the eighties. What do you expect? But yeah, just... I, I love the original art uh, art style for, mm-hmm. uh, for all, all that. I think the OG art style for the turtles is really cool. They're playing them all now on Pluto TV. Are they? Yep. Totally yeah. turtles channel. It's um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's incredibly iconic cartoon. The whole, you know, being one of the, probably the first non Marvel or DC comics to really blow up and take off. Yeah. It's uh we didn't even know it was a comic. I just remember sitting there and it was, like I said, we laughed. I didn't either. That. I didn't either. I found a comic compilation book at a, a yard sale Memorial Day. I'm like, this is where this came from. Yeah. I always thought it was the cartoons and video games that inspired all that stuff, but no, that the comics were the original aspect of it. And it's dark too. The comics dark. Yeah. Like I still got to watch. I bought the last Ronin for like around Christmas time. I still got to read that, but I love the turtles. Will still. recommends it. I think we'll, we'll really like that. Yeah, so I still watch it on Pluto TV every once in a while. If I'm bored, I'm like, yeah, nothing's on. Guess I'll watch some turtles. <laughs> Jam out to that song, man. Kids are still impressed. Once again, one of those few things where like I was telling Johnny, you know, there's some things that I can just, are just etched in my head, but yet sometimes I can't remember my own kids' birthdays. But it's better that I know the turtle theme song, but word for word, then. <laughs> Turtles have been in my life longer. Yeah, that is true. That is true. All right, my friend. Um, on to my number two. This is where I'm going to put Pokemon uh, as, as this one, because... I would put it at number one. It's like a one A one B. I would put it at one if I had probably loved it as long as, you know, it, 
if I loved it, it's amazing how long the show has gone on for. Um, but I was just encompassed by the first two seasons of it, the first two generations of it. When with this is one of the craziest fads I have ever lived through, and I, I still like it's still hard to like fathom how big this was. It was the trading cards, it was the cartoon, it was the toys, it was the video games all encompassed into one and it's still going very, very strong today. It's one of the strongest brands ever. And it's like really cool to know that I lived through the beginning of it, but I I'm always been that person where if something big comes out, everybody loves it. I'm, I back off. I I'm, I was slow to come around. I, and eventually I, I did, I did come around to it like maybe 98, maybe like 97, 98, just a full-blown obsession. Um, as many of the toys as I can find, I get all the little electronic gadgets, uh, T-shirts, everything. I, like Being in a place where Pokemon, like a school where Pokemon got banned, cards, you couldn't bring cards to school, it got banned. Like That was when I knew that there was something really special about this. Um, and it is. I still play all that stuff today, man. You and I, uh, you know, you did Pokemon Go. Uh, you still play it. You still play it. Oh, I play it regularly. <laughs> I played it a couple months ago. Then I just, it just got, didn't get expensive, but I'm like, I'm going to just spend money on stuff and I, I, I don't need, but got to the point where I think I completed the first two regions, Pokedexes. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, it, it's, it's pretty bad with me and Pokemon go that I, I'm not walking into people's yards. But if I'm out and I've never been to that place before, I check. Yeah. Like pokey stops and everything else. I'm only like level 41 because I don't catch a whole bunch of stuff. But yeah, it's like. It's addicting. It's it's very addicting. I love my job because I walk constantly. So I'm constantly hatching eggs and getting candies for my buddy to my buddy to evolve, get everything evolved out. But yeah, it's to the point where I'm not finding anything new. And my kids are like, why don't you just start over? I can't. No, it's it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, too much time invested. Um, but yeah, the cartoon was great. You had the, the really good intro, um, cool characters. The, the action was really fun. Um, everything that encompassed it, you just wanted to live it. Like, I, yeah, it was... I think what made me love it so much too was that our parent, my my parents' generation hated it. Oh, my mom would call it Pokemon. My dad would do like you would say like you would just try to like get us like to not like it. It was just kind of weird, like that I, he did that. But you know what I mean, like because it was so so big and all the kids love it. The the the, the older generation has to shit all over it. Yeah, kind of like we do. We always do that now, but. That that's that was the mystique of Pokemon. I think we loved it because the parents hated it. Yeah, my dad kind of did that with Power Rangers for like my first couple of years of really enjoying Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say he like shit on it, but he was like, uh, he was like, oh, can I get a Power Ranger toy? Like, eh. he's like, don't you want this Toy Biz Marvel? And I'm like, uh, no. Can you hand me that Zach and Jason off the shelf? Please? <laughs> that is where I'm at. Cyclops is cool and all, but. I need some Power Rangers. Yeah, but I, I, I get it. 
I get, I've tried to deter my kids, but then I realize it's just better to ask them about it and try to get, try to understand, try to understand it, get, get situated in the world. There may be something common that you might do. Like my daughter got into the hunger games and I just sat there going, this is the running man with kids. You ever seen <laughs> running man? I don't think I have with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, it's a, once again, one of those movies that I watched like young and I definitely should have, as I watched a grown man's head, had to get like separated from his body because there was a bomb on there. Uh, but I loved it. It's got Richard Dawson from Family Feud. Great time. A uh, couple of wrestlers, Professor Tanaka and Jesse the Body Venture is in it. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. But I, I understand. Pokemon, I didn't get any. I never collected any cards. My son's collected those, or my son collected those. I got into the video game. And I've probably told you this story a million times, but through media play and skipping school and being an underclassman and having to play the Game Boy. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to play this Pokemon game. And then all of a sudden I played it. I was like, damn, this is fun. It's addicting. I've been trying to get, I bought a, it for Johnny. I don't know if you ever played it, but I bought him a Game Boy and Pokemon Yellow. And I don't know if you ever played it. I yeah, got I played it as a Christmas gift. Pokemon Yellow at my graduation. It's a great game. I had that right in my pocket underneath my, underneath my gown. I pulled that out. I was like an L. So there's it was gonna be some time. It was gonna be some time for me. So it's not I, bad. I, my son's my son doesn't like playing it. Unlike the retro pie, he's like, "Why? How did you even play this on a Game Boy?" It's so slow now. It's yeah, so I'm, slow. Well, I play the Pokemon uh, Let's Go Pikachu on on Switch because it's basically it's yeah. Pokemon Yellow just redone. It's the first generation which I loved. So, um, yeah, it's the same thing over. Yeah. So, all right, we are on to our number one, my friend. Andrew, what do you got as your number one favorite cartoon of all time? The real Ghostbusters. Mm. Uh, I own two complete series of cartoons. I think I own every one of the real Ghostbusters, but I also own Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then all of a sudden they were like, hey, you just spent 40 bucks. Guess what? You can watch it for free on Pluto. Oh, boy. Thank you. But the real Ghostbusters... Uh, kind of like with the Batman, the animated series is this was a cartoon for kids, but it was a paranormal cartoon and it was very dark at some points. Like the boogeyman, if you ever look up the boogeyman from the real Ghostbusters, that thing still haunts me in my dreams today. And it's been over like 30 years and that thing's still like every time I see it, I'm like, ah, oh, this isn't good. But fun stories, fun ghosts everything else and plus i love the movies growing up the toys were fun uh i'm an 80s 80s you know 90s kid so of course i always go back to the toys but the real ghostbusters was just it was dark it wasn't all light and happy it was just dark and it was different it was always different and i still remember my brother once again my brother was bowling and I was afraid I was going to miss the real Ghostbusters. And shout out to my mom for taping the one episode. And then I realized it was summer. I didn't know this as a kid, but summertime is the reruns. Yes. And she's like, didn't you see this one before? And I'm like, yeah. But I still sat there and watched it. And I, it was the camping episode where they did not kill any ghosts. But Slimer was great. It was just a fun version of the movie all the way around. 
Yeah, I never watched. I, don't, I mean, I, I've seen clips and stuff, so I have a rough idea what the uh, the animation looked like. But um, in that episode, watch it. Yeah, hmm. I think you can find them on YouTube now. But but I have to watch the Boogeyman episode. Like if you got like twenty minutes, just be like, okay, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch this, and you're gonna see the Boogeyman, and you're gonna be like, what's he? And you're gonna be like, what is that? But imagine being like a five to like seven year old kids seeing that and you're like oh my goodness is that really what the boogeyman looks like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna take a gander when we're done recording here but i love it i actually was not i wasn't expecting that for you as your number really? one i knew you loved it um I and it actually escaped, escaped my mind when we were making the list but uh as your number one i'm very surprised but a good surprise at that because that's uh that's a fun show fun little backstory too about why it's called the real ghostbusters oh, i love that. um because there was right there's two different there was another ghostbusters show that wasn't associated with the actual the ghostbusters movie and and, and so on and so forth yeah so. and there was an actual another ghostbusters cartoon that filmation came out with i don't, I don't know if it was a year before or a year after which I also like that right. probably made like if we had a longer list would probably make it had a had a jazzy little song where it'd be like go go busters go 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 bust <laughs> it was way different like they had like a sut villain in that in the filmation Ghostbusters where in the real Ghostbusters it was like a different villain every time ah yeah that's pretty cool man pretty cool um all right my number one is one you've mentioned already i already alluded that it's on my list and i have south park on here um south park to me is is the quintessential cartoon um they don't care like especially with what their niche is okay um you know i grew up you know watching like family guy was probably the most adult cartoon for a while that i watched and it just got so like Eh, like it never it never reinvented itself. No. Where South Park has always really done a good job of that. South Park started off with with doing whatever the hell they did the first couple seasons. And then after a while they started to be like, okay, let's we're gonna stay we're gonna keep up with modern times, right? We're gonna keep up with modern culture. So you had the whole the lower was it Lord, you had the presidential election stuff, you had uh the covid integrity farms yeah (laughs) oh yes they they found a way to just stay in touch you know the with with current topics Hmm. uh they just did the harry and megan prince harry and megan the you know spoof and i'm like this is how you do it this is how you stay relevant they are uncancelable they say and do whatever they want all right, and I love it. I love that they don't care who they make fun of. All right, they 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 lean a certain way, and they make fun of people that 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 think you know that think their way to the extreme politically, and then they make fun of the people on the opposite side. So you really can't come at them. They don't give a shit. So I love it. I adore South Park. I think the animation is fun. The characters are hilarious. I still watch and laugh at it to this day. It's been going on for a very very long time. Um, one of the best things that that Comedy Central has ever greenlit, in my opinion, and um, yeah, love. I love the uh, Scientology story because we talked about how normal of a guys they are when they made fun of Scientology. Yes. So the Scientologists obviously would go after them, of course, <clears throat> and they went through their garbage and they were like, "We can't find anything." 
<laughs> they're just guys. They're, they're just, just guys. guys. Like, have you ever watched? Uh, do you have like HBO Max or anything? I do. Yeah. Have you ever seen Six Days to Launch? Where it's it shows them making in one episode. Oh no no no! I haven't watched it. Oh, check that out. That good, huh? It's just normal guys. Like Trey Parker goes out and he just gets McDonald's and he just sits there at a desk and work. They're wearing oh. basketball shorts. It's very like Adam Sandler ish. Like he just doesn't. He drives up in this little Mini Cooper, even though you know he's worth like millions and millions of dollars. Drives up in like this little Mini Cooper, and he's like, "Oh, hey guys, let's just sit around." And it. The great thing about that too is when they're sitting around the table shooting around ideas, it just seems like it's you're just with a bunch of it's like they're all friends and they're all just making jokes just to see what they can come up with. But yeah, the six days to launch is one of my favorite things to watch. Yeah. And they do this I think it's based on the human centipad episode. Oh, okay. it's great. It's and I think they're the only ones that are like a bunch of white guys that could still just do anybody's voice and nobody says a word about it. Yeah. They've they literally that you can't touch them. You no. can't touch them because they make fun of. Everybody. I love the, the, the Randy Savage <laughs> transgender episode. Yeah. Strong woman. Strong woman. PC principal with the PC babies. How yeah. they like that. PC babies. <laughs> It yeah, it's it's too good. Oh God. Um yeah, it was it was appointment television for a little while before streaming really hit. But yeah, there it is, everybody. Our top ten cartoons. Andrew, I want to thank you once again for making the time to uh be a part of this. Of course, we mentioned your podcasts uh at the top of the show. If you want to remind the listeners who stuck through uh what you got going on. Yes, you can uh, both co-hosted with Johnny Townsend, uh, the Nostalgia Funhouse, just some fun, just mostly 80s, 90s. And sometimes Johnny and I dip back into like 50s, 60s, 70s, because we just love all generations and pop culture. And then the Retroactive Sports Podcast, where it's just sports history and we just have a good time doing that talking about different topics in sports everything um not just the four major sports because we also love wrestling as well even though i notice a lot of people like to knock wrestling but guess what we love it so it's going to be on our show all right well there it is make sure you go check it out um we're going to try and get andrew back on again at some point hopefully uh not as long as a inter- interlude uh between episodes but um we're excited uh next week we're dan's supposed to be back we're we're looking to have a guest on the show uh hopefully the scheduling all works out uh we've been talking about having him on for quite some time now um but our man alan figgy newton uh the goat games podcast hoping to have him on of course if the scheduling works out we're supposed to do uh top 10 boss battles um, in video games, which is gonna, which is a lot, very fun subject. If not, uh, we'll have a backup ready to go, and we'll save boss fights, video game boss fights, from whenever Figgy finally can join us. But, um, but hopefully, as of right now, that is the plan for next week. Very excited for it, Andrew. Once again, thank you for hopping on, listeners. Thank you as always for your undying support um, and listening to this show. Uh, you know who you are, and know that we appreciate you. And until uh, next time, do you even list?